the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. It's Saturday morning, and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings investments in your retirement, as always, here on the show. Uh, our show is all about building up wealth and uh, navigating through these difficult times at retirement. Uh, our, our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. We've always started the show that way. We we, we started the show uh, a long time ago. Uh, it, it, it was uh, back around 2006, late 2006, 2007, and uh, uh, really we started at the time the, the savings rate was it was about one percent. That part of that time before, I think early six, six, it went under one percent, which is extraordinary. And no, no, no country can be a great country if they don't have savings. And our savings was plunging, and it was a problem, and people weren't saving enough money. And so we started to talk about it. It, it and since then, uh, we built it up over the years. We also have the Max Out Savings Report, which has ideas on savings, wealth. Uh, investments. Uh, that's a free report we send out uh, once a month. Uh, just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. You can also listen to us uh, going to AM 1070, The Answers, KNTH's website. Uh, listen live. You can catch us anywhere in the world. Also, there's podcasts there as well. And and we're on, on, on Sundays, too, at, at 7, I think, 7 a.m. as well. So, so there are a lot of ways to catch the show, a lot of ways to listen. Uh, and we're here every weekend helping you navigate these just ridiculous times. So, so here we are, another another week. Uh, the savings rate, you know, we talked about last year was eighteen percent. It was extraordinary. It's starting to drop now, uh, and uh, it, so as people are spending more money, but but people, this is really the first time where we've really seen spending increase in savings increase at the same time in a recession. I mean, we we spent so much money in, and. And the concern is that it's really it, 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 the spending is, is is just spiraling out of control, and so we're, we're going to be touching base on that on the show today. We're going to be this week. We had the big Jackson Hole virtual meeting since they they, they couldn't go out there because of the coronavirus and uh, the uh, uh, but Jackson Hole is is a, is, a, is a meeting that happens about once once a year, and it typically Fed governors, central bankers come from all over the world to meet. It, it, it's a pretty big powwow, and, 
and, and they tend to kind of sort of get the direction for the next year or so. Big things come out of the meeting. Uh, and it's like, look, in the world today, you have to pay attention to the Federal Reserve. It's really become the, it's really the driver for stock market prices lately. It's they just have infinite amounts of money. They just rain money down from the sky. And uh, if you if you look at the, uh, <laughs> their, their balance sheet has doubled here as they spend money, and we we spent more money in here. Uh, but but so so the question is with all this money that that's been spent out there and uh, what, you know where does it go from here uh, uh, the uh, and that that that's that's a pretty good question so the answer is eventually somewhere in here in theory you 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 uh, you would think that that they'd have to cut spending back you would think that. Uh, that uh, something, something, you know, you you would see some type of slowdown in, in, in this market, but but we really haven't. I mean, our, our debt levels over twenty eight trillion dollars uh, over the you know over the last it, it's twenty eight trillion. If you looked at it, we were about twenty. Uh, I'm just a ballpark number. We're about twenty two and maybe twenty three trillion. It's gone up to twenty eight trillion. So we've added in, in one year. We've added almost five trillion dollars. So over the let's say the last maybe eighteen months, which is just extraordinary, that's it, about a twenty, twenty five, twenty three percent increase in debt in one year, one year, and so the money is raining from the sky. Well, you look the old adage. I think it was uh, let me Fed Chairman uh, uh, McKinsey Martin. Maybe that was he made the comment. The Fed's job is to take, you know, the punch. Away from the when the party gets too out of control. Well, uh, we now have inflation surging. We have a six point something percent growth in the economy, a little slower than expected, but six. We're the economy's running at six percent this year. You would think that maybe they would sort of consider, hey, maybe the inflation is there, but instead, what we have in, in, the, in, the, in Washington today, everything is about the narrative. In, in, in our household or or business or anything, you know, it, it, depending on how much money we have to spend is what we get to spend, or we have to borrow money, and then we have to deal with those issues. And you know, we have to deal with, you know, uh, we have to deal with is, is there, you know, when we go to the store, or we go to work, do we have fuel in the car? How much gas do we have? And so we've got to deal with with issues like that. How much is it going to cost? The grocery bill. The government doesn't have to do that. They instead have a narrative, so they create a narrative, and then they just go about their business. And so, if the, if, if 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 the government has the car, they're going to work. Well, they can they don't they can say that the car is full. Well, if it's full and they run out of gas, it doesn't make any difference. That's the narrative. And so they convince everybody the narrative was that that they got plenty of gas. And then when they run out of gas, they just pretend like nothing happened. And that was still the narrative. They had plenty. Of, they, they're not. You know, we talked this about with the coronavirus. We, we said, look, if you want to get good information, you go to Israel. Israel does research. You know, they're, they're, they're you know, they're very precise people. You know, they 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 look into things for the for the you know for the ability to learn and understand. They research. You know, they they, uh, they, they you know they have huge amounts of PhDs and. In, in, in advanced, of course, the Americans do too. But, 
The difference is they don't, the politics isn't in everything they do. They, they don't get into it, they, they, what they find is what they find. It, it, it's not, oh, my God, we've got to come up with the, with, with a, the research that supports the narrative over there. And so, so you go around the world to see what's happening. In the United States, it's, does it fit the narrative? And if it doesn't fit the, the, the narrative, which is this, this, this hologram that they've created that we're all supposed to believe, and, and it's the same thing with the government. They've got the government here, they're spending money. They don't want to slow down. The narrative is they have plenty of money. Well, the, the narrative at the Federal Reserve is, is, look, the inflation was transitory. It, it was just, it, at, in March, we said, hey, this is two or three months. It's going to go away. It's just transitory. And then the Fed keeps moving the goalposts down, saying, oh, well, we, you know, we, 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 transitory, we meant six months. And it, it, it's just, it, it just keeps going on and on. So here we are. Uh, you know, the, the Fed's favorite indicator for inflation is something called the uh, – it's the PCE, the uh, uh, Price Consumer Expenditure uh, pr- uh, Price Index. Uh, private cons- uh, th- th- that is, it came in at 4.2%, the highest since 1990, 30-something years, 30 years. 4.2. And, and, and so I listened to Fed, uh, uh, Federal Reserve Chairman uh, Jerome Powell's speech uh, uh, this Friday for the Jackson Hole. And he's talking about inflation's kind of going over 2%, and we're getting it near our target of 2%. I'm like, wait a minute, it just came at 4.2%. I'm thinking, wait, the, the PPI, the producer's price index, came at 7.8% for the last year. How, how are you approaching your 2% target? This thing has blown through the 2% target like a car you know, running down the road at 100 miles an hour you know, blasting through the 55-mile-an-hour speed limit. It, 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 and yet they're, they're trying to say, look, the car's approaching 55 miles an hour, and you're going, wait a minute, the car just sped by at 100 miles an hour. It, 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 this is the problem with, with Washington. It, they're not willing to look at the facts. That, that one of the problems they have with inflation is they had, there's something called hedonic, hedonically adjusted numbers, which means what they're saying is, is they adjust the numbers. So your computers don't ever go up in price. The computers over the last 30 years have done nothing but decline. You're like, wait a minute. Every year I pay, you know, I used to pay $700 for a computer. Now I pay $800 or $1,000 or $1,200 for a computer. But what you don't understand is the computer is 10 times faster, so the price of the computer actually declined. He made the comment during the speech that, uh, used car prices have fallen for the last decade. I'm like, what? Where did you come from? I don't know what used car you're looking at. But the answer is yes, they have because uh, d- 10 years ago, the car didn't have uh, lane lane uh, warning management. It didn't have uh, stop control in front or whatever it is, emergency stop on the thing. It didn't have a big GPS system on there. So this car is actually, you're, yes, the car costs more, but the car does so much more. It's actually fallen in price. Well, that's not the real world. That's the narrative. That's the narrative that, that the Fed and the government's – so they're not dealing in the real world. So the problem they're running into is they're in there – they've created this narrative, and they, it's artificially put inflation too low. And so, so their speedometer in their car, since they've jury-rigged it, hedonically adjusted the speedometer in, in, in their own – so they're driving down the road thinking they're doing 55 miles an hour. They're doing 100 miles an hour, and the Federal Reserve is approaching a curb. But they're looking at this speedometer, and they're doing their 55. They'll slow down a little bit coming up. If that's the problem they've run into at the Federal Reserve. I mean, to listen to that speech about, hey, we think well, you know, it was uh, – inflation uh, – 
what was it, uh, 2% inflation on a sustainable basis. They're hoping to get to that number. This is what he said. Uh, The main effect of monetary, he said another thing, the main effect of monetary policy has a lag of one year or more. So the concern at the Fed, in fairness to Jerome Powell, is he's like, well, look, it could be a year in the future. So the economy could be slowing down then. So we can't tighten right now because the, because when it hits, it could be next year and the economy could be slowing down. Well, he's right about that, but the inflation could be hitting 10% by then and, and, and they're not, and only then is it going to slow down. And this is the problem. What that's telling you when he tells you there's a one year lag and right now, uh, that means six months ago, they should have been already tightening and they did not do it. This is what we call as behind the curve. They're trying to catch up now, and, they're, and inflation's a very hard thing to get out. Inflation, if you, if you look at the uh, it, it consumers, we've had some of the lowest uh, consumer expectations in years. Consumers are very worried about inflation. Wages are going up out there. People, uh, companies cannot find workers. Uh, there's shortages of parts and products. I just saw a thing that Britain has some of the latest, lowest uh, auto production in like 50 years. I'm assuming it. I didn't read the whole story. Just be, uh, I'm assuming it's because of probably part shortages. I was just talking to a friend of mine. He was trying to buy a Mercedes Benz. And the guy said, you know, he was looking at one. It went up $30,000. He called back like a couple weeks later. Like, hey, what was this? I thought we were, could get. He goes, well, they, they've just announced we, they're not going to build any more of these. They can't get the, the, the chips for the year. And, and, and so they're cutting back here. Uh, the, the Toyota, Toyota's cutting back. Uh, Volkswagen, the biggest auto plant in the world in Wolfsburg, is cutting back to one shift. They can't get the parts. So there are, there, there's shortages out there. there. The prices of cars are going up. Prices of everything are going up. It, 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 and and so, so here we are with this inflation. And, and so what do you do if you're a retiree and you have to live off of a fixed income or a, more, a, a base income? That becomes very difficult. Inflation is one of the most damaging things to happen to an economy. This goes back to Roman. It goes back to Roman Greek times. Inflation, particularly in Rome, was a problem. This is, you know, the reason why you have a serrated coin like a quarter on it is that that, that because that would stop the the, the the emperors from from trimming around the edge of the gold coin. They take a little gold coin and make some more gold coins with it. So if they could take five percent off of every coin, they could have five percent more coins. It, 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 because inflation is very damaging. Inflation brings down governments. Inflation causes wars. Uh, it, 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 the basis for, for the rise of Adolf Hitler was laid in the hyperinflation in the in the, in the 1920s in, in Germany. That that's when Hitler was coming up. I mean, so these things, this this is there, and, and, and so the Fed is still trying to claim. It, it, that the inflation is transitory. And as we've spoken on this show and written in the Max Out Saving Report, all inflation is transitory. The German hyperinflation in the 1920s was about three, three and a half years. It was kind of a built up, went down. The, the final run was about two and a half years. It destroyed everything. So inflation's always transitory. But the question is, how much damage does it do? And that's the real difficult thing in here. Uh, it, it's really a concern. I, the other concerning thing he said, I tell you what, let's take a quick break. There's something else as well. And this is, this is going to affect the markets. It's going to affect your retirement. It's going to affect the prices you pay at the grocery store with this pipe. I think I'm going to explain how right after this quick break right here on the Maxwell Safety Show. 
In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air... We're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. She's a good-hearted woman in love with a good diamond man. Welcome back to the Maxwell Savings Show. Here, uh, we're talking, talking about the speech, the, the, the big uh, uh, Federal Reserve speech in Jackson Hole by Jerome Powell. It, the, everyone's trying to figure out why hasn't the Federal Reserve chairman raise, uh, start raising interest rates. Right now, as we just talked about, the, the, the PCE uh, price index came in at 4.2%. We just got July's uh, producer price index, came in at 1% for the year, on 1% growth total. That means if, if July's numbers repeated all year, it's a 12% inflation rate. But for the last 12 months, if you add up all the months, it's been 78 so why do we have Fed funds at zero, Federal Reserve funds, which means you get virtually nothing on your CD at the bank? And, 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 and why are we buying $1.25, uh, $120 billion, $125 billion worth of, of bonds at the Federal Reserve each month? Why are you doing this? Because rates are too low. There's too much money in the system. How, housing prices are skyrocketing. The stock market's high. There's huge amounts of money in the cost of people's expenditures for food and everything else is going up and, 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 and putting a strain on working people in the middle class in the country? It's a fair question. 
So <coughs> the uh, the 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 so what he said is he, he, Chairman Powell said, "Look, we're going to probably in the next couple." He, he said th- th- they're concerned about a slowdown in the economy, and they're not sure. They're they're worried about if if, if unemployment is, is not quite strong enough. They're trying to target unemployment, and you're kind of like, "Well, wait a minute, all these." He, all these people are desperate for workers out there. So how could there be this unemployment problem if every business out there is asking for workers? Clearly, people don't want to work. But they're ignoring that, and, and they're going to try to go for full employment. But there's something else more disturbing that he said is, he said, there, there's actually two things. There, there's the there's the $125 billion worth of, uh, or $120 billion worth of, of bond buying every month, which we might sl- asset purchase, as they called it. And, and, and the, Fed's, the Fed's balance sheet has gone from $4.15 trillion in January of 2020 to, to $8.34 8. trillion here recently. It's doubled. They, they spent $4 trillion. Four trillion dollars. You know that that works out to be what? What is it? You know, maybe twenty percent of. Uh, they're basically just monetizing the debt, is what they're doing. Four trillion dollars, and they're like, oh, we're not sure we can slow it down because the economy. Like, wait a minute, we have six percent, six percent plus growth rate. We have shortages out there. We have massive inflation, and you're telling it can't be done. And then they said, well. We're, we're looking at cutting back the asset purchases to maybe a hundred billion, you know, in a month or so, or slow it down some. But there's a, there's a higher bar for for, the, for for raising interest rates. You're like, wait a minute, interest rates are at zero. The the prices, the inflation, depending on what you look at, is four point two. It, it, it's seven point eight or five point six, depending on what numbers you're looking at. You in you, your target is two. How are you not at your target? And so the question is, is the Fed capable? Uh, or are they boxed into a corner? Uh, as we've said years ago on the show, the Federal Reserve is driving you know, into a box canyon here, which is they can't get out of now. And, and that's a real concern. And, and, and if you look what happened this week, uh, the dollar jumped, the, the dollar shot up higher right away as soon as this happened. Uh, if you look at the at the gold and silver, gold was up uh, what twenty dollars, eighteen dollars, twenty four dollars yesterday. Left made this speech. Uh, the dollar started falling again, and I, and and I, I think this is triggering a, a new a, a move up, a new move in the gold and the silver. It's going to uh, a new move down in the dollar, and it, it, because the, the Fed clearly. Inflation is getting out of control, and if you listen to what they're saying, we just talked about the car companies slowing down production. Well, look, if the production's slowing down, eventually people are going to need cars, so they're going to be buying cars next fall and into 22, which means it's not going to slow down until then. Yes, our used car price is going to fall a little bit. Rents are going up. I, I was just talking to to a friend of mine. They they have a uh, apartment complex and. He goes, I'm raising rents. I'm rents are skyrocketing up here. This was in another part of the country. I got it. It, it, he had he had a lot of people that weren't paying their rent. He says, Ted. I said, Well, you know, are they just struggling? Or he goes, Ted. I've had to order. I typically have one dumpster per building. I've had to put in two dumpsters because so many people are buying new furniture and big screen TVs. They're filling up the dumpster every week, uh, but they're claiming they can't pay their rent. This is what people are having to deal with in this country. So, so, so what we're seeing is we're seeing a situation that, that 
that, that, that the economy is getting out of control, the spending is out of control, they want to do a $3.5 trillion budget uh, program. They're trying to pursue through reconciliation. And what that means is, in recon- this is brilliant, in reconciliation, they just, they, they don't need, so they're putting everything, quote, into the budget. So, so we now have human capital, so we're going to have extra money for everybody. Money's going to rain down from the skies from one, pro- it's not debated, it's not thought out. It's just jammed through in, in, in a package. It's more akin to it's, – it's not a democracy we have in this country. It's more like a central planning communist organization up there with the Democrats. It, it, and so $3.5 trillion, okay, another massive – but uh, plus a $1.2 trillion uh, uh, infrastructure program. Keep in mind the U.S. economy is about $21 trillion. Already, right now, our, our, uh, our uh, budget – a percent of GDP is 127 uh, percent, 130 percent, somewhere in there of of, of GDP. To put it in, uh, in perspective here, uh, the, the, the the debt ratio in, in June of 1946 hit hit 120 percent of GDP. 120 percent of GDP. This was after we fought a five year war against the Nazis. It reordered the whole country, and then it went down from there. We're looking right now at, at, at a debt, level, a GDP level above that, uh, and it's accelerating. They're, this, they're putting this economy, this much money into an economy that's running at 6% with a 5-plus percent inflation rate. This is going to be more inflation. It's going to be disastrous. And, and, and how it's going to play out is a couple things. The, the, the problem is they can't raise rates because they keep they keep jacking up the in, they, they keep increasing the, the amount of debt that our debt is so massive so it's going to be a falling dollar at the same time we just witnessed one of the worst chapters in America most humiliating chapters in American history with the pullout in a complete fiasco in in in, in uh, Afghanistan uh, it it, it, it to, to the point was, uh, the comment was, uh, you know, there's t- no country ever wants to be known where their enemies are, are, aren't afraid of them and their friends don't trust them. And that's basically what Biden put our, uh, uh, the United States of America into. And, and nobody trusts us. The, the Brits condemned in the parliament, they condemned Biden. They were furious with him. Uh, the people of the, the, the French, the Germans, the, the, all of them, they, they had to go send their people in for a quick rescue. It's been a complete disaster. We lost 13 uh, Americans here. There was 170 people killed in that bombing attack. I mean, this is a complete fiasco. But, but the, over the long term, it's lead, nobody. How would you like to be Taiwan? Do you think you can trust the Americans? Oh, how what you would like to be is the Chinese because the Chinese are like, oh my God, this is unbelievable. This is fantastic. We need to invade Taiwan tomorrow morning because the Americans clearly aren't going to hold up for them. We can just waltz right in there, and we've got them over a barrel with chips and everything else, and that we're, they'll have to concede to us. I mean, this is just an absolute disaster. What are the Indians thinking? The Indians have got to deal with the Chinese, and we want people to be on our side. It's like, well, can we really trust these people? This is an unmitigated disaster, but it's worse than that. Because what we're dealing with is most people around the world, everyone here has their dollar, their money in dollars at the bank. We all kind of know that. But a lot of people around the rest of the world, maybe they have you know, Brazilian reals or euros or, or uh, 
you know, Greek drachmas or, or uh, Japanese yuan or, I mean, you know, Russian rubles or whatever. But they also have, have you know, they've got money in a bank in Cyprus or, you know, some Switzerland or something in American dollars. Or, or they're conducting business, you know, uh, purchasing things around the world in dollars. Well, uh, yeah, so think about that. So you got your money in some bank. You're some wealthy person, in, you know, in you know, a hundred and something, you know, a couple hundred countries out there. You're, you know, they kind of have some of their assets in dollars. Well, they're like looking at this, and they're looking at what's going on in Afghanistan, and they're looking at the southern border, which is in a complete state. The United the United States is the only country in the world, uh, to my not. Well, I'll take that back. The United States is the only country in the world that does not have a border. Okay, that, now I'll, 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 Afghanistan probably can't control its borders, and maybe some place like Chad in Central Africa can't doesn't have control of their borders. But every other develop every developed country in the world has control of their borders. The United States does not have a southern border. It's the policy of the president and vice president, Kamala Harris, his policy is we're not going to enforce, there is no uh, border on the, on the southern border. Anybody can cross back and forth, and that's okay with us. That is the official policy of the United States of America. Make no mistake about it. Oh, and by the way, there are Texans that died because they so many people came in from COVID over that border. Make no mistake about it. So, but if you're looking at that, you're going, well, what's going on with the Americans? I mean, and then they watch the the president of the United States, who's barely able to speak, it and really really seems somewhat compromised. That they don't have that, that, that their borders are collapsing. The country's lose lost control of its borders. They're run out of Afghanistan on a rail and humiliated. Uh, the country seems close to a civil. Do I really want to own dollars? This is the problem. And why that is important, if this dollar starts falling, it's the world's global re- currency. At the same time that is happening, we just talked earlier in the show about, about massive money printing by the Federal Reserve, by, by, by reckless, uh, completely out of control budgets in Washington where they've completely lost control of money. Uh, one of our clients was saying, I think, I think if you start counting from one to a trillion, it takes like 30,000 years or some ridiculous number. No one can even figure out what a trillion is. It's so big if you really sit down and think about it. And, and, and yet here we are. And so how is this going to end well? And this is the problem. It's going to, it's, it's most likely going to be a falling dollar or higher inflation or, or much higher taxes. Uh, we still don't even know what the tax rates are going to be this year. I'm hearing clients are more and more concerned they're going to lose their, 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 their inheritance for their kids. It's going to be taxed away. I'm hearing that they're, you know, they're worried about even keeping property in the United States. And, and, and so this, this is a concern. Eventually, it's it's gonna it's it's probably starting. I mean, you, I think one of the triggers was really Powell's speech where he just said we're just going to keep printing money. Basically, uh, this is a problem, and, and eventually the Federal Reserve, the only hand is going to have to be forced, and they're going to have to raise rates at least on the short end to try to stabilize the dollar. And I think that's what you're looking at out there. By the way, if you got any have any questions or comments, you can give us a call at seven one three 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 nine ten seventy here at the Max Out Savings Show. Now, so, so, so what do you do in that situation? Uh, you know, we, if you retirement, and if you're a retiree, you, you've got to hold, you, you're going to be 
it 20, 30 years in retirement. So you've got to manage this money through. Well, if an inflation were to hit, it would be very, very damaging to pensions, to Social Security, and to fixed income, particularly fixed annuities and long-term bonds, because those would be chewed up by inflation. So what you've got to do is, is, is prepare around that. And, and some of the better ways to do that is, is going to be, well, of course, real estate, but you've got to make absolutely sure. Uh, I'll give you an example. I talked to someone the other day. They were locking in, in, in a, uh, for a big piece of property. Uh, uh, they, they were talking about what kind of loan to get. They said, look, we, we'll give you, you know, uh, three and a quarters commercial property uh, for you know, 3% or something for five years, resettable or, you know, something. He took 4% locked in for 20 years. He like, he's like, I don't care. I want to make sure if inflation blows up, I'm protected. And I don't want to lose the property. So you, you, that's one way to do it. Uh, shorter term bonds. Shorter term money. It's not paying much. It gives you the optionality when the market plunges or bond prices collapse for you to go in and pick up some stuff for, to get better returns over the long term. You want to own companies that, that own assets like they own real estate, they own a plant or equipment that, that, that is hard to replicate because it gets more expensive. Uh, or company oil companies, if they got an oil, if they got uh, an oil uh, field in the ground, uh, you know, like the stuff in Ghana, in Suriname, down in South America, you know, they're putting the you know Exxon's coming in. They, they, they're building out these 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 facilities. They cost a lot of money, but they're going to produce oil for twenty years or more. Well, if inflation takes off, that's not a bad place to be because their stuff is already built out. Uh, it, a mine, those type of things, assets, uh, timber, the, they, things that, that are going to continue to grow, that are going to go up so if the price goes up over time. You, you don't want people with, with highly levered assets that, that, that are on the short term that could get in trouble. People that are having to produce things with the inputs, that's why the car manufacturers, everything from the aluminum and steel in their cars to the semiconductor chips is going up, and that's hurting those people. So... Uh, Precious metals. I mean, eventually, people, the people around the world are going to look around for replacements for, for, the, for the dollar. It's going to be the euro, which is, is a basket case, you, Chinese yuan, uh, Japanese uh, uh, yen, uh, the British pound, uh, uh, crypto, some cryptocurrencies, and, of course, the, the precious metals, uh, gold and silver, because that's where they're going to hold their assets. So if the price of inflation goes up, the assets go up over time. That's what, if you're in tech companies, you know, which, you know, they, they don't have a lot of things, but if people are, companies are squeezed by inflation, they're going to have to cut back on, on, on spending. I, I think there's real risk in tech that they're going to get hit. Companies are going to have to start, margins are going to be squeezed. They're going to have to cut back some on, 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 uh, on tech spending. The, the government has to go after them uh, with, with antitrust. They're going to have the privacy issue. People do not understand how much money is made through breach of privacy for the American people. I would say, I would say at least 25%, I think that's a low number, of, of the tech valuation is basically breaching privacy uh, and selling that, uh, which simply means that they're taking all you, everything they know about you and selling it in, in, at, at Google, at Amazon, at, at, at Apple. Apple tries to do some of the privacy. Facebook has already warned they're going to get hit with privacy because uh, Apple is trying to cut back on the privacy issues. All of these big companies, they're going after them on that. 
They're going to be raising taxes. Quite frankly, when we have corporations issuing vaccine mandates, critical race theory indoctrination, uh, and, and telling people what to do with their bodies now, my philosophy is, well, why, you know, you want to raise, don't raise my taxes, go raise, go, go raise Facebook or t- Twitter's taxes. You know, it, the, typically the Republican Party's been the bulwark protecting corporate America. Well, they're now attacking every foundation. You know, they're going at corporate America's going after the oil industry. They're, they're going after critical, they're teaching critical race thinking. They're, they're now come in with this, uh, uh, with, with the idea of, you know, they're going to start mandating how people's health, you know, they have to have a shot. I got no problem with the government mandating a vaccine. I have a big problem with, with uh, you know, uh, companies mandating vaccines because they're trying to curry favor to the Democratic Party. I mean, they're doing it on the back of their people. That's not right. That, by the way, this isn't an attack on vaccines at all. Because what you don't understand, if it, you know, today it's COVID. What is it next week? Abortions? And so this, this is a problem. So, but, but so tech, people are mad at tech. The Republicans are furious with tech. The Democrats don't like them and don't trust them and want to break them up. So, so they're going to be in the crosshairs. So that's probably not the best place to be. So you've got to start moving. You've got to start protecting your, your plan, your retirement plan for inflation because this is, is it, people don't understand because it's been, you know, it's been 40 years, 40 years since inflation really happened. And really the bad inflation was, you know, 45 years ago. So, uh, so, but it was devastating to people. People did not recover. They did not recover their lifestyle, particularly retirees. And so you've got to need, you need to get protection for that, need to manage your plan to protect yourself from that. Anyway, so we're going to be right back after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. David left his taxi in the bottom of a bean town lake. Said this whole world's full of chances, and this is one I gotta take. And so he caught the line to Nashville to finally find his break and make a home. And make a home. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, We're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. 
In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant. And since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com. And we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. Welcome back to the Max Health Savings Show. If you got any questions or comments, give us a call 713-339-1070. We'll be happy to get your questions answered. Ah, oh, interesting story from uh, actually a study out of J.P. Morgan Chase. Uh, they, they looked at 31,000 people uh, with IRAs, and they found that uh, uh, below the age of I, I'm using 70 and a half. I didn't. I, I, I'm pretty sure this number was because the new number is now 72. But the, for RMDs, the required minimum distribution it was 70 and a half. It's now 72. But uh, the uh, the what they found was rather interesting is that 80% of the people below that that didn't take money out of their retirement plans. Uh, and, and, and what that means is, is that most people aren't pulling money. But interesting, only 80, 84% of the people just took out the minimum required distribution when they hit it, which means 16% of the people were taking out more than the thing, which, which is, I, I, I think, really pretty interesting. And I, I think it, it kind of shows you uh, people are pretty prudent with their retirement plans. They, they use the retirement plans for income as it comes in. And, and people tend, once they retire, they tend to watch their money a lot closer. And this is what we find, uh, you know, from time to time, we, you know, we, we'll, we'll go sit down with people and, 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 and the talk is really, look, you have plenty of money. Uh, you know, it, it, it's almost not possible for you to run out of money. And, and people tend to be so frugal at retirement, which you have to be because you've got a set pool of money or a set uh, amount of income coming in and, and it's got to last 20 or 30 years. And, and so I, I, I think this is kind of interesting uh, uh, and this is what makes inflation so devastating. And why, the reason we're talking so much about inflation is I really don't think people really understand what it can do. And, and, but, but, but the good news is it looks like most people, judging what we're seeing here, which are just taking the required minimum amount, uh, 84%, are just taking the minimum out at once they're required to do it means that people are doing a pretty good job of managing through inflation. Now, one of their points was some people can actually take a little bit more. And this is an interesting theory out for retirement in the first couple of years, because when you retire your first five years, you tend to spend more money. You tend to, you've got a bucket list. Uh, you know, I don't even like to use the word bucket list, but I, it, it, I, it's really more of I've always wanted to do this. Well, I'm stuck at home I, since I've retired. I don't have anything to do. So what? So you tend to travel more, uh, it, it, you know, engage in more hobbies. And, and so your spending level is a little higher. After five, particularly 10 years in retirement, most people's real, you know, the, the real spending level 
in constant dollars tends to decline. They've traveled a lot. They're content to be at home. They, they tend to be even more frugal. So what J.P. Morgan is saying, uh, you can take a little bit more out initially uh, because they're seeing most people, uh, uh, based on the numbers, seem to have quite a bit of money because they're only taking the minimum out when they hit 70 and a half or 72 now. So that that's something... Uh, I, I think that that's interesting. I, I do think there is a little of that. I, your first five years is really when retirement's where you're you're, you're going to spend up, and you want to try to get as much paid off ahead of time for retirement. You want to get that house paid off at retirement or within a couple of years of retirement uh, on that. I mean, I think that's very important. And, 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 and but you really want to understand. And, and, and but you've got thirty years to retire. And so even a small amount of inflation can be very damaging to retirement. When we're, we're talking a, uh, the inflation numbers we're looking at you know, of, uh, what was it, 4.2% is devastating, which is the PCE number, which is the Fed's favorite gauge. Or, when, you know, when you're talking a 7.8% on a PPI, that's, you know, oh, the long term, that'll wipe out a retirement. And, and, and this is... This, there were so many people that had phenomenally good retirement in, in the 1960s, late 1960s, and inflation hit, and they were just destroyed. And, and, and so you want to manage to that and understand that. The people that, 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 that prepared, the people that were in the, in the precious metals, oil and gas did phenomenally well during inflation. The interesting thing is oil and gas is slowing down some because of a transition to, to energy. Electricity, electric cars, but the interesting thing is, the oil companies are now cutting back on production growth because they want to show they're part of the, you know, of the of the new world order. Uh, it, but it's leading to less production of oil and gas, so the price is going up. I mean, we just uh, oil, uh, crude right now sixty sixty eight seventy, which is a pretty good price. All the big oil companies are cutting back on capital expenditures, which means there's going to be less production going forward. So our theory is, yes, they're going to produce less gas and oil and gas. We're going to use less, but the profitability is going to be better. And again, with inflation, if you've got that oil and gas sitting in the ground, it's a better place to, you know, it becomes more valuable every year with inflation. And so I think that is going to be one of the key drivers. But interesting story. Eighty-four uh, percent of the people with RMDs only take the required minimum out uh, of their their plans on uh, a study, and, and and what that means is maybe some people can take a little bit more, a little bit more out the first couple of years to fund some travel and, and and do things like that. Something to think about. Huh. What a interesting story out of. Uh, California, some of these places, California, and they're giving out bonuses or uh, they have money left over from the COVID because they have so much money in the system that a lot of these states haven't even spent all their money. And California and New Mexico are sending checks out to lower-income people. Uh, Florida, interesting, Florida, New Jersey, and Tennessee are sending it to teachers and first responders. You know, I have a problem. My mom was a teacher. I don't want to pick on anybody, but I think when we start picking out groups of people, look, there was a lot of people on the front lines out there, people in grocery stores, people that had to pick up the trash. Those, they, they, I mean, that was not an easy thing. They had to be there in their jobs, and they don't get, you know, they don't have the fantastic benefits that most of these other groups have. I, I really need to, I like really, we de- we need to get away from classifying different groups of people, and everyone should be treated the same. I mean, maybe I think you could 
you know, you can fairly say based on income. I understand that, but but special groups. You know, once you, everybody's a special group, we're getting too much of that in the country. I, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Hey, Ted. Yes. We have Tom on the line. Okay. Um, welcome to the Max Out Saving Show. Uh, yeah. Good morning, Ted. Um, listening to you talk about RMDs. Uh, I'm retired, but I haven't reached the age of taking RMDs yet, and it's something I'm looking at very closely. Uh, I wanted to get your opinion on a couple of things. One um, would be the idea of doing Roth conversions. I've actually done that on a limited basis, uh, basically enough to keep from kicking me into the higher level of uh, Medicare cost. Uh, but, you know, looking out, you know, down the road, I guess because you're thinking the tax rates may be higher, uh, trying to get some of that money into a Roth right now, uh, you know, while the tax rates are lower, and that would reduce the RMDs, you know, down the road from the traditional IRA. Uh, any thoughts on that? Uh, you know, that, that, that's a good idea. Uh, Look, I'm becoming more and more concerned out there with this tax situation. I mean, the Democrats, if we don't get control of Congress real quickly, like the next cycle, we're we're toast. And and, and so I think it's going to take more aggressive planning. It's not a bad idea to have some money. One thing we see a lot of people is they'll come to us, they'll have a million, a million and a half dollars or more in an IRA. Let's say they got a million and a half in an IRA, and then they've got like $30,000 elsewhere. You, then in those situations in particular, it's it's good to do a Roth conversion on part of it to try to get some money in, in so you can pull some cash that's going to be tax-free in, in the event of a medical emergency, an auto, you know, need a new car or some other big ticket expense. Uh, I, you know, I... Uh, the one good thing at retirement, your, your 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 expenses are so much, your income is so much lower that you're pulling out of the IRA at a lower tax rate. Uh, where I would take a real hard look at it is if you have a, have a, an, an IRA over two million dollars, I would start pulling some down and transferring into a Roth because if I had to bet, I would bet that they're going to start putting some excise taxes if they if they really start getting draconian in the future on IRAs over a certain million. So if it's under a million, you've probably got no problems, I would think. If it's between a million and a two, there could be something. The two, I don't know what the number is going to be, but somewhere number in the future, the higher number, there's going to be a higher excise tax or something like that coming out of those. And, and so it would be bad to, to pull down the higher the higher larger IRAs, I would do that at this juncture. Yeah, and actually, I I do have uh, quite a bit uh, up in that higher level like you talk about between, I actually still have some money sitting in a 401k and IRA, and, uh, you know, they're all uh, subject to RMDs. Um, But, yeah, when I kind of am trying to look down the road, you know, when I start looking at what my RMD withdrawals might be, you know, they could really kick me up. Um, so that's what I've been doing, and, uh, you know, like I say, I'm thinking maybe I should even do more than I've been doing and, and then pay the extra Medicare. That's something I'm wrestling with now. But something, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think I've heard you mention in the past you had a concern uh, that at some point the federal government, because of the taxes, they may actually try to tax into the uh, Roth IRA somehow. Uh, do I have that yeah. right? And yeah. <laughs> what if? Chances of them actually doing that? Uh, yeah, look, I, I think I think if they start getting tougher, there's a bigger possibility with that. You know, 
Now, it might be something like a 2% excise, you know, like the Medicaid. They'll put the, they won't tax the Roth, but they'll say there'll be a 2.8% 2, 2 Medicaid tax on money coming. It'll be some tricky thing like that. But how I think it's more likely to be is could be on the size of these. So by, by pulling down the size and diversifying in, into, IRA, into your IRA, uh, your 401k IRA, and then Roth over here, and then cash outside of it, I, I think you get away from that. But that would be how I would guess they're going to do it based on size. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I, you know, like I say, listening to you talk about RMDs, that's something that's been on my radar. So uh, it's good to get your insight on that. So thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, Tom. I think that's something we're going to have to watch more closely on this, and, and I do think it's a, it's a smart idea what you're doing. Okay, thanks. Have a good day. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, that, that's on on the on the IRAs. Uh, you can you can roll them, you convert them to a Roth, pay the taxes, it, but then when you pull the money out in the future, it comes out tax free, which is a good strategy. Again, I think it's good, more than ever. It's going to be, uh, and we've said this, but I think. In the going to the future, it's going to be more than ever to manage your taxes. Back in the seventies, back in the day, the higher taxes, inflation. I mean, you you would be amazed at what some of the people would do for tax avoidance and, and tax mitigation. And I think it's going to go back to that. Anyway, we'll see you next week on the Max Out Savings Show. Hope everyone has a great weekend. If you haven't had a chance, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. You can request an appointment with me. I'll sit down with you. Shall we manage money or? Sign up for that free newsletter. It's completely free. We don't bother you. It's private. MaxOutSavings.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 